My name is Latasha Robinson, and I am a Christian and a prophetess. As glamorous and horrifying, or as weird as it sounds, living life called to a ministry. There is a song I love by Maverick City Music called Wait on the Lord. The song is just a fire. It's like amazing. Um, and I love the song. And it's like such an an, an amazing way of, of talking about a subject that is often not thought of as amazing or fire. <laughs> and that's waiting on God. And if you're like me and depending on you know, depending on what it is, you probably don't like waiting very much. I remember plenty of years, it seemed as if Christmas would never arrive. You knew you were getting presents on Christmas morning, but you wanted them right then and there. You wanted them now. And that's how waiting on promises from God feels to me. And especially because of so much past disappointment is worse because I truly have to fight myself sometimes not to fall into discouragement when I know God has said yes, but wait a minute. So in the beginning of this podcast, I promised you guys I would be as authentic as possible. And because I want to make sure I'm not preaching at you, I want to tell you the honest truth. There are just some promises that I have to intentionally tell myself to be hopeful about. It's the story of Abraham and Sarah waiting on Isaac. It's playing out in my life. God waited until her womb was dead, waited until they understood that it wasn't for them to fulfill the promise by themselves. And of course, they had previously tried to do this with Hagar. When I look at this story, I really get it. And we are all guilty of this. We're guilty of what Abraham and Sarah did, or at least we know somebody who is. That thing of like, God said this, but maybe we got to make it happen somehow. Maybe there's a step of faith. We like to call it steps of faith that we need to take when really the Lord has just simply said, wait. Okay, so of course, I'm going to use my big weight, which is marriage. How many people do you know have married someone that obviously ain't it? And yet, because the promise tarries, they are settling for someone who can't support the calling or vision God has for their life. How many times have you received a word from God and then went about presuming that the door that was open to you must be it? And when it wasn't, you thought God really wasn't answering your prayer. Let's just be real. When things take a long time, they take a long time. And God doesn't process time like we do. It's a different ball game to wait on the God. So when we sing that song, wait on the Lord, we're just like singing it, but not really understanding that, you know, the mood of that song is so inspiring and so hopeful and it's absolutely true, but it is also waiting. It's the day to day. The hour to hour, the minute to minute where you want this thing that you know the Lord has promised and it just feels like it's tarrying. It feels like it's taken a long time as, and tarrying is that old word that the, the old people say. So there are promises that I feel like I've been waiting on forever and the only real solution to that problem is to just keep waiting. 
it's to and allow God in it to renew my strength. The Bible says that those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And I think there are different phases sometimes in the waiting, but there eventually you get to the place where you're like, well, God, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And I just have to surrender and allow myself to submit to whatever process I'm in or to just simply wait for you to open the door. Right. So waiting on time to pass or waiting for things to change does not mean you're waiting on the Lord. And that's actually a big one because (laughs) if you're waiting on your circumstances to change, but that doesn't necessarily mean there will waiting on the Lord is actually different. When I'm waiting on him, I live with this expectation that any day now God is going to answer my prayer. And I am adjusting my eyes and seeing the small cloud of God's provision forming around me. That's what it means to wait on the Lord is to wait with expectation that his yes is truly the only yes that matters and not just waiting on things to change so that I can feel better. I must admit, though, I don't always wait like that. And sometimes I shut my heart off when I'm waiting. Lord, I don't want to get my hopes up in case this isn't the time. I don't want to be disappointed. So I have to deal with the fact that I don't want to be disappointed. I know God said yes, but I don't really trust myself to hope for it anymore. And I've definitely had my Abraham, Sarah and Hagar experiences of trying to make something work that doesn't work. So I don't want to do it again. So I think I keep keeping my head down as the solution. And it's really a lot. So to to keep myself from being disappointed by God, I put it on the shelf in my heart. And the Lord doesn't want me to do that either. He wants me to enjoy and expect. And that is difficult. And I don't have a solution for it either. So if you're waiting on me to like come out, bust out with a solution, let me just tell you, I don't have one. The only thing I keep doing is saying, okay, God, every day. I trust you in this. I'm waiting for this, but I do trust you in this. I know it doesn't look like it's possible, but I trust you in this. I know that when you, you are faithful to what you promised, if you're saying no, you would just say no and we could move on to something else. But I know you've said yes to this. So I'm just going to keep waiting and expecting and do yourself a favor while you're waiting on God's promises. Keep yourself around people who will actually encourage you to be hopeful instead of discourage you. One of the things I love about my friend group is that they always encourage me, but they do actually tell me the truth. So if I'm believing for something that they don't feel like it's the Lord, they will let me know that. And I'm very grateful for that because to be fair, as much as sometimes we want the fairy tale um, story, We just don't have time to be wasting on things that God is not doing or dealing with. Um, I feel like when, as I'm, I've learned to wait on the Lord and to keep my heart open and the challenging way of like, okay, God, but I really don't want to be disappointed. And I keep, I keep my heart open. That's hard. Right. But friends, I've had my friends like really encourage me like, okay, it's not just about, 
you know, you, we know that you're waiting, but is your heart open? Are you expecting what God is doing in your life? And for me, that's really important. I need people to remind me that it's not just about, you know, not saying anything about it, but really just, Hey, your heart needs to be open to what God is doing. And it's not like putting things on the shelf is wrong. Let me say that. Like sometimes if it's a 20 year promise, you know, your heart will do that. It's like, okay, we don't have to focus on this. There are other things, other things that God wants to do, other promises God wants to give us in the meantime. And what I found is like every promise that God fulfills when he makes it, it actually builds hope for that thing that I've been waiting for the longest, you know, like I really found that even, you know, with me coming to Paris, that was a promise that the Lord gave me. And what I found out is like, man, God, you be doing what you say. (laughs) You do what you say, Lord. And then that's only built more hope in me for the other things that I know that God has promised me. It's like, no, God's going to do what he says. He is faithful and he is trustworthy. And I can absolutely trust him in doing what he has spoken. I guess it also begs to differ. Like how, how do you know that a promise comes from God and not just your own desires, especially when it comes to marriage, because you know, it's easy to kind of be like, well, it hasn't happened at this point, And maybe it just means that I'm supposed to be single. I think for myself, what I'm learning is like, I keep submitting that desire to the Lord. Like I'm one of those people that's like, okay, Lord, I know I have this desire. I'm submitting it to you. And you've said prophetically and otherwise that this is something that you were going to do. So I'm just going to stand and believe it, right? So a lot of my, especially my long-term promises, I have prophetic words about that I really cherish and hold from the Lord. And that's how I hold on to them. Like, I'll just be like, God, you said that you were going to do this. And if you said it, I believe it. And even though the promise might tarry long, I'm okay with believing you for the next 10, 15, 20 years if necessary, even though that doesn't feel good to me. It's not just about my feelings. It's about recognizing that God is faithful to do what he promised. So all I got to say to you is that, yeah, there are going to be some things that you're going to have to wait long for, but everything that God has spoken is worth the wait. Obviously that probably goes without saying, but I think even more than that, Is do you trust God? I think sometimes we just need to learn that not everything is microwaves and McDonald's. You know, there are things that are so precious in God's heart that they take development time. Um, You know, it's like when you first get pregnant as a mother, you don't have a baby immediately when you get pregnant. That that promise is incubating. That promise is in that womb growing, getting the nourishment that it needs. It's, it's like, if, if it came out too early, it might die. If it came out too late, then you might die along with the child, but there's an appointed time for it when it's going to be at a place where it's going to be healthy enough and strong enough to survive the elements of being in the outside world and not just in the womb. 
And that's how I think I want to think of my promises. It's not that God is saying no, or he's delaying, or he's never going to do it. He's got my promises in the womb. And then the womb, they're growing, they're maturing, they're having, getting all their little fingers and toes, their little hearts growing. And once it's full grown, it'll be able to withstand, not full grown, but like, you know, big enough, it'll be able to withstand the absolute um, harshness of the cold weather. It'll have someone there to protect it, a, a parent that is loving and kind to protect it. It'll have what it needs to survive and to thrive. And so in the meantime, I want to learn to be a parent that can help it to survive and to thrive and not actually kill the baby before it's time. So whether that be a marriage or, you know, a ministry, whatever it looks like for us, I think we just got to learn to let it incubate. And while it's incubating, we got to wait. And I'll talk to y'all later. Thanks for listening to Talking It Out with Tasha presented by LatashaRobinson.com. This podcast episode, I shared my heart with you about being a woman leader running alongside of the amazing male leaders all over the world. Hopefully our focus here will begin to be cultivating the harvest instead of warring against each other. If you want to learn more about me or the ministry I lead online, the Encourager community, please go to www.latasharobinson.com. By the way, we are going to be launching a new online course called Keys to Freedom. It's going to start September 13th. And if you're interested, again, you can go and learn more about www.latasharobinson.com. God bless you.